0: my Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes. I'm here with Alex Hudson. And this week I've been thinking about nobody at all. Nobody? No. 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 Welcome to our Wednesday episode of News and Reviews where we talk news and reviews.
1: Still that same classic tagline.
0: It's the one everyone remembers.
1: It's the thing that will make us billions.
0: <laughs> Shall we get started? Today we have to start in really not a way we wanted to uh, there's a couple bits of sad news to come out this week um, first of all um, Roger Moore has passed away uh, after a short battle of cancer um, great great man good um, Bond good Bond classic Bond yeah good he the was, saint he was always the more kind of in my eyes the funnier Bond he was, he was the campy kind of, Bond yeah yeah, yeah. and he and was a completely different type to what Sean Connery was doing um, and I was gutted mm. gutted um, you know he's, he got to what 89 it's a it's a fair old age but it's still not nice to see somebody but, you know since a child I've loved mm. like, he's always been a big part of my childhood um, and all those bonds weren't um, to you know have someone like that pass away is always is always sad so yeah it's, like I said not a nice way way to start yeah. but you know much respect to his family and you know um, you know, it's sad, and obviously another really, really terrible bit of news. Really, that's going this week is Zack Snyder's dropped out of Justice League. Um, yeah, due to very personal reasons.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, it's never nice to hear these things. And as much as I don't like what he'd done with the franchise to this point, you have to pay respect to that and say, you know, it's obviously a tragic circumstance and. So horrible for him to go through. Yeah,
0: and it, it's a horrible time for him. And obviously, Joss Whedon's taken over the reshoots. Mm. Um, but you know, obviously, all the best to to Zach Snyder, and hopefully, he can come come back from this. You know, it's it's going to be a tough time for him, and hopefully,
1: yeah, I I would be interested to see now whether he does come back to it or whether he says, you know, what I'm actually kind of done with that, and I want to put that part. Of my life, to yeah. you know, it could well be that you know, directors have gone away after things like this have happened, so um, yeah, so so yeah, moving on to slightly less, yeah, downbeat it's, a sad, news. it's a
0: sad way to start, but hopefully, we can we can pick it back up from here.
1: Mm. So, Sony have announced that there's potentially solo Venom film that will have absolutely no mention or sighting of Spider Man in it because mm. the rights are now well, they can still use him. But Spider-Man, but it's whether you use the MCU slash Sony version of him or you recast Spider-Man again for use in your villain thing. <laughs> which, which hey judging from the way that superhero movies go when they're done by studios that aren't really Marvel
0: yeah.
1: it wouldn't surprise you if you just see another Spider-Man popping up played by like Gary Busey or something. <laughs>
0: Gary Busey's Spider-Man, that's the one you want to see. Uh,
1: but we've got Venom cast. Yes, Tom
0: Hardy. Probably the best fit physically for that character. Absolutely, and it all depends on what type of Venom they go for. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's two people who have been Venom, really, the main ones. Uh, which is... We all remember
1: the golden god that is Topher Grace.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say Eddie Brock and Flash Thompson. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant in no.
1: films. No, and I was no. like, who was the second one? <laughs>
0: Um, and if you remember, Eddie Brock is the more psychotic version and the more evil version of Venom. While Flash Thompson became Secret Agent Venom, who is more of a hero or anti-hero. Which
1: is something that I hear that they should have done with with Hardy, <laughs> because it would have been a more interesting way of exploring it. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, I want classic Venom, and I think, as far as I'm aware, it's yeah, I the... changed. That's your problem. <laughs> well, it's more. It's more of. I think Hardy is would be well basically you needed somebody like Tom Hardy to be playing the version of Venom that was in Spider Man three. Sure. But obviously we all know that Sam Raimi didn't want to do Venom. Mm. That's why he didn't care for that character in that film. Yeah. Like he was for he had Venom forced upon him in that because they
1: wanted mm. it's what the fans wanted. And is what Topher Grace wanted and at that point in life <laughs> Topher Grace got what he wanted because hey, the seven that seventies show was huge. Not necessarily good, <laughs> but huge. Uh, so it's now just remains to be seen what voice he adopts for this one. This does he go with question, the revenant isn't... voice, of where he talks about pelts all the time, or does he go with <laughs> the Bane voice, where he talks into a mug? <laughs> We just have no idea. He's going to go for... Or does he go for a lock voice where he goes Welsh with it? I want to see a Welsh Venom.
0: What he's currently doing is he's sat at home with like a spider in a jar yeah. and just like some headphones plugged into the jar mm. because that's how <laughs> sound works. Right. Just like cranked up to 100. <laughs> no one ever exclaimed science
1: and or technology to you. No, um,
0: like the noises they make in Eight-Legged Freaks where they sound like Looney Tunes characters. He's going to speak exactly and like that. And that is the
1: only Eight-Legged Freaks reference you'll hear on any podcast until Mr. Sunday Movies steal that one from us as well. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know. Maybe they're using a proxy blocker to say that they're actually in Nelson, New Zealand, rather than in Australia, because they definitely keep coincidentally talking about the same shit we do days after we release our, <laughs> our podcast.
0: Is it because they mentioned Hollywood? I'm on to you, Mister Sunday, you
1: and presumably Mister Movies. <laughs> I don't know who the other chap is. Nick Mason, Mason, yeah. There we are. Is this
0: because you feel that two podcasts cannot mention Hollywood Homicide within a week of each other?
1: What chance is there of that happening? And what chance is there of him then stealing my SKCU? Yeah, but everyone's
0: everyone's stealing your Stephen King extended universe.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people listen to our podcast.
0: (laughs) So, you know. But no, I think, basically getting back to Tom Hardy, I think he he is a good choice uh, because... We know he likes... Uh, at times when he when he bulks up, mm. he is intimidating. When like, I watch Warrior... He's
1: intimidating day. in any... I feel like yeah. even if he doesn't bulk up, he's still intimidating. He's but, a full-on
0: at Look at films like... Um, I watched Warrior the other day, and mm-hmm. in that, he is like a human bull. Yeah. Like, he is intimidating as fuck. Look at, and Bronson, they, look at yeah, the, Bronson. Yeah, Bronson is the other one I was going to bring up. But look at Bane. You know, mm. when he is... At his largest, he is a scary, scary man. Mm. Now, and he's not small in the Revenant either; no. like he's a
1: huge guy
0: in that. But um, you know, when you look at, for example, his character from Inception, mm. that's probably the smallest I could think of him as. And the difference
1: that he them. fits into a standardly fitted suit. Yeah, he, like a... he
0: wears a suit. I can't imagine Bronson wearing a suit. He just he just <laughs> running around with his tackle, <laughs> just swinging from side to side, all painted black. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. So I think. It will it will be an interesting way to go. Oh, I think he's the best choice in terms of if you want a name to launch your like Tom Hardy's got a lot of crowd yeah. behind him these days,
0: and he's also a fan of he's a fan of comics. That's why he did Bay. Mm. That's why he's always linked with these things. Yeah, he was linked with um, something called a hundred bullets, which is a DC property. Yeah, um, a while ago, and apparently he was both producing and starring in that. Um, but I've not heard anything. About that, since presume that's on hiatus. So, shall we? has there been an official Sony announcement then about Venom as well? Yeah,
1: it was it was leaked by Variety, I believe, and then or Deadline or something, and then Sony sort of put a tweet out with him in a Venom shirt saying it's happening or really? something.
0: I suppose if we're going to talk about Tom's in the Spider Man universe, let's talk
1: about that Holland boy,
0: <laughs> that boy from Holland,
1: uh, Tom Holland, star of the upcoming Spider Man Homecoming. Is playing young Nathan Drake in Sony's planned uh, Uncharted, Uncharted franchise. That, the, I've the never films, played the, the games. The films are called so... Uncharted. It's not like they have no idea what franchise this is. Well, they may. Stranger this, things have happened. We've certainly... seen Fantastic Fours. <laughs>
0: um. No, uh, I've not played the games either, um, mm. but they're very in kind of modern Indiana Jonesy sort of things. Well, they seem kind to... of like a male Tomb Raider. Yeah, well, that's, sort of
1: that's exactly what I was going to say: is that they seem to take a lot of the themes from, you know, not that that's an original idea by Tomb Raider, but the gameplay seemed to be very similar to the sort of stuff that you were doing in that back in the late nineties. Yeah. Um but by all accounts I know it's a pretty beloved and franchise. They were
0: very action games as well. Um from what I understand, the Entrar games are very built on action set pieces and things like that. It's it's like you're playing one of those action adventure films. So it seems like the perfect game to make a film out of. And I suppose if you want to explore more of what made Nathan Drake, yeah, um, especially fans who've played the game kinda of get an understanding of what he is now, this might be the best way. to go. I think
1: there's an appetite out there for a sort of adventure adventure films. You know, I think mm. I think there is an appetite for more.
0: Well, surely that's going to be filled by the Rocks Jungle Cruise film,
1: or by Jumanji Two, which is set in the jungle as well. He's doing too many jungle-based <laughs> adventure movies. I feel it's
0: because he did Welcome to the Jungle with Sean William and, and he wanted way. to complete
1: the trilogy by doing Jumanji Two, which is actually titled Jumanji Two <laughs> Brackets. This John sequel, back. <laughs> this is the sequel to walking, uh, Welcome to the Jungle that you never got. And then, what's the other one? Cruise, Jungle Cruise. Like, It's based on the it's, Disney ride. Of course it is.
0: Uh, but you said basically they, they got Tom Holland because...
1: Because they want to build him into the next big star for Sony, essentially. Because um, they've seen Spider-Man. Because they've seen spider The head of Sony seems to have seen Spider-Man and as a result has reformulated, is the term they used. Um, the planned... Because Uncharted was already into pre-production and they, they decided... Had and I believe he was actually rumoured to be attached to it. Good, because he's at the time that this change. happened, and then they've realised that you would only get a couple of films out of that franchise before he becomes too old to do that part, whereas at least this way they can make ten films yeah. and release one every year and it would be the new Transformers. So, that'll be fun. Speaking of... Disney rides that are being turned into films. Mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean 5. They've already done it, mate. Next week. (laughs) They've already done it. And we're all anticipating it with bated breath, in that I will bait my breath and hopefully never see that film and then unbait my breath if I have
0: to see it. It will be the reappearance of the t shirts. I'm only watching this for the podcast.
1: Uh, Yeah, absolutely will. Johnny Depp decided against putting a female villain in the film. Mm -hmm. Now. After the year you've had Johnny Depp, I'm not sure you should be seen in a position where where you are blocking opportunities for females, particularly with court cases looming over your head. It's, but hey, it's not been a good year. For no, Johnny I mean Depp, has the, it? the the story is apparently that he felt like if you put a female villain in this piece it would be too similar to the fact that Eva Green played a female villain in Dark Shadows which I believe it was like three years ago, four years ago now.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the problem with females. Too many parts. That's yeah. what Johnny Depp is saying. One every four years. They're not presidents, <laughs> for God's sake.
1: <laughs> He's also Who not... do they think they are coming in here four more years without a female leading a film?
0: <laughs> Johnny like... Depp
1: is on eggshells at the moment.
0: It's like Eva Green got a time in 300 Rise of an Empire.
1: Oh Yeah, she was in that, wasn't
0: she? Really quickly, we'll mention, um, when we're talking about female leads, um, the early reviews for Wonder Woman have come out. Yeah, they're universally and, good. Yeah, pretty much all of them are, are really, really positive. Um, now, obviously, that could be a sign of good things to come. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that this could be great. Or a but sign of studio bribery. Well, these are the kind of things... You hey, take Warner, with I'm not saying of anything. Or, like I said many times, I really want this film to do well. Yeah. But what we have to remember is, all the people who go and see the early previews are usually people that the studio has cherry picked going, these are the kind of people who enjoy this film. Yeah. Now I hope it's not that case and I hope that this actually is gonna be a really good film. I hope that these people are right that you know this turns out to be something really great. Um and I suppose we'll know in a couple of weeks' time when it actually comes out. But Yeah, we've got... not got
1: long to wait now.
0: Also there's a really good poster for Wonder Woman uh, released. Have you seen the one where she's holding the tank? Yeah. The yeah, looks really cool.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean we'll see we'll see what happens, shall we?
0: Yeah. That's about it for news. Let's move on to
1: reviews, shall we? Yeah. So I've seen two films this week. One good, Good one not so good. I'll do the good one first. That sounds good. I'll end on a downbeat So let's talk King Arthur. Okay, so Colossal is uh, (laughs) a new film starring Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, directed by Nacho Vigalondo. And it is a... I want to use the term quirky, but I don't particularly care for the term quirky, so I'm going to say Mm. odd. Uh, It is an odd film in that you never quite know what you're watching. Uh, You you go in expecting it to be a certain thing, and I'd heard a few things about the plot before going in, which sort of allowed me a little bit more insight into how the story was going to progress. But nonetheless, it's a fascinating film to watch. Mm. Um, So Anne Hathaway plays a woman called Gloria, who moves out, uh, gets basically chucked out of her boyfriend's apartment and moves back to her old family home in her hometown. There, she meets up with um, Jason Sudeikis, playing Oscar, who runs a local bar now that his dad used to own. And he says, hey, if you're out of work at the moment, if you're back here looking for work, come work in the bar with me. Now, as a recovering alcoholic, that's not particularly good for her. Mm -hmm. She then starts drinking late night after she finishes shift and walking through the park to go home. And then notices that Seoul has been attacked by a giant monster. The similarities between the giant monster's behaviour and her behaviour start to become a bit uncanny, and she believes that it's a manifestation of her. Mm. So the monster is real, and it is doing real damage and real destruction in Sol. And she is being still encouraged to drink by Oscar and the the guys at the bar and demonstrating her abilities, basically. Yeah. Oscar then finds out that he also has a monster that comes out that is a giant robot Okay. in the same place in Seoul at the same time of day. And it's always at the same time of day. What you then get is a really fascinating portrayal of Emotional and domestic abuse. Weirdly, mm-hmm. I mean, stick with me. It does sound weird, but it becomes a much more complex film that actually handles those big topics really confidently and really well. And what I would say is, it's sort of the the less you know about it, the better. So that's all I really say on the plot itself. Okay. What I will say is that Jason Sudeikis' performance in this is exceptional really stand out and for me one of the best performances I've seen of the year Mm. take from that what you will Uh, I would say it came out on Friday I'd imagine it'll have not necessarily a huge run in cinemas. I don't think it will do huge business, but I would say it's absolutely worth a look
0: and try and catch. it And
1: when you can. yeah, it's a really odd film, but one that is well worth the effort. To so, if it's not on at your local cinema, if there's one nearer, uh, if there's one a little further away, I would make the effort to go and see it because it is quite remarkable.
0: I pray not
1: without flaw because it does get kind of silly towards the end, but it is quite. I think it is quite. Exceptional that it manages to keep this construct together, yeah. For the first at least two thirds of the movie, and the performances, particularly Jason Statham, are very strong. So uh, that's colossal, and it's out at the moment, and should still be out by the time this comes out. High, high praise. Unless something wrong has mm-hmm. happened. Okay, second film this week that I've seen. Good God, um, so. Nobody thought that King Arthur needed to be Guy ritchie I did. And yet here we are in a world in which this has happened. Guy Ritchie has actually recently been on a... Well, apart from The Man... I wasn't a huge fan of The Man From U.N.C.L.E. But the it. two Sherlock Holmes films I really liked. I, I particularly liked mm. the first one. The second one was a bit of a step down, but still enjoyable enough. But obviously Lockstock is still a great film. Yep. He's had a lot of shit in between. <laughs> I I would love to say that King Arthur is him continuing his trend of making very good films. It's really not, though. It is boring beyond belief, and it is an absolute mess of a film. So, Charlie Hunnam, the sparkling lack of charisma that is, uh, plays (laughs) King Arthur. But, of course, this this being an origin story, he's not King Arthur yet. He's just Arthur the street urchin who grew up around prostitutes. I don't know too much about the Arthurian legend. Maybe that's how it happens. Or maybe Guy Ritchie will insist on Guy Ritchifying every aspect of the story. Arthur is a bit of a geezer. Of course. As are all his mates. (laughs) Basically all just geezers who are determined to take down the evil King Vortigern, played by none other than Jude Law. Jude Law, who I do like quite a lot. Not in this. He is bad. Um... So you essentially get the the setup of the movie opens with gigantic elephants from a magic world attacking Ooh. Camelot. It is beyond staggering how dull it is Surpri- you know considering it is, you've got giant oh yeah, you should be entertained by this, but it's just stupid and it is dull. Eric Banner takes them down, being the king at the time, he is then killed by his brother.
0: Spoilers?
1: It happens in like the first ten minutes of the film. It's not a spoiler. If King Vortigern is the antagonist of this, you can't have him being a prince throughout, (laughs) right? So, you then get Arthur growing up in Londinium. Yeah. And then coming back to Camelot to take it down and to basically end this cruel reign of terror that Vortigern has. Now, a lot of people have mentioned the fact that David Beckham cameo is in this. And it is a true cameo in that he only has three lines of dialogue.
0: But more or less charisma than Charlie Hunnam.
1: I'd say the same amount, which is damning for both of them. It's honestly, if people have been making a huge thing of like, oh, David Beckham's in the... You get five seconds of him and then he's gone. So that's that. That's that out of the way. You get almost as much Guy Ritchie in this film because he makes a cameo during one of his plan explaining or plan splaining, as I'll call it, uh, scenes. So they basically explain how they're going to do the thing, and it's that Guy Ritchie thing of going. So here's how it's going to go down. I'll be doing this, a and, bit, and then it, it like shows the, um, them doing that and having Robert the Robert same...
0: Jr. bit in Sherlock Holmes where he explains how he's going to fight someone.
1: Uh, s- yes, so you see the flash forward yeah. essentially. But he's still saying the same thing he was saying in the scene where he's explaining it.
0: Yeah.
1: It is painful just to watch. What about like, the
0: action scenes and stuff? Because obviously I'm assuming that elephant scene isn't the only action scene. It's, it's, no, it's there's, action there's, scene. Oh, there's lots yeah. of
1: action scenes. There's a lot of frantic running around Londinium. There is a lot of GoPro stuff. Mm-hmm. And sort of, you know... Where you're you're this close, sort of two inches away from the actor the side of the actor's face, and you just watch them running around. Yeah.
0: A bit like Peep Show.
1: A bit like mm-hmm. Peep Show crossed with the the camera work in The Born Supremacy or The Born Ultimatum, where yeah. you just watch it and go, I'm feeling a little bit queasy now. Can you stop running around so much? <laughs> I understand that you're being chased by the King's soldiers, but also my poor stomach cannot take this anymore. The action sequences are done. They're not done well, but they are done. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of action there. I didn't care about any of the action. I didn't care about any of the characters. What I would say is I am thankful that this film has bombed as much as it has because there were six films planned in this series. I doubt very highly that we will get another one. Boo! This film is going to lose huge amounts of money.
0: Now, the thing is, I was quite looking forward to this because I quite like like In a weird way. You like, may um, still well love this is... film. I don't think it's going to be a good film, but I, like, Man from Uncora, I got at least some enjoyment from, mm-hmm. um, more than you, definitely. Uh, so I was figuring i will get something from this. And it's really weird because I've heard some people say, this is diabolical, like, mm-hmm. this is terrible. But I have had a couple of people go, this is a really good film. So I don't know if it's just hitting that really kind of Marmite territory where certain people will come out of this and go, oh, actually I had a lot of fun, but other people, you know, I think a majority of the people I've spoke to have turned out gone, Mm. I've
1: basically seen people saying oh you don't have to stand still with this franchise you can make it creative and interesting the problem is I don't think Guy Ritchie has done, I think he's made it dull and uninteresting and it just feels like a Guy Ritchie film that happens to feature this and it doesn't feel like he's doing anything interesting with it it just feels like he's doing another run of the mill Guy Ritchie film that just happens to be out about this guy who's called King Arthur. But at
0: least he's doing Aladdin, though.
1: Uh, What I will say is that Aidan Gillen is in the film, uh, Old Littlefinger from Game of Thrones, playing a character called Goose Fat Bill. I have no (laughs) idea if that is a real character from the legends. What I would say is that it is basically... You know how in every Guy Ritchie film, there's always a geezer with a nickname that's like, oh, you don't want to ask how he got that nickname. Like, Old Pipesy Pipesy. (laughs) You killed him with a pipe or something. Goose Fat Bill. like that. Those three words explain this film, I think.
0: So I'm guessing you recommend this one, yeah?
1: Yeah, highly. Uh, No, please do not see it. Well, no, see it if you want to. If you are a fan of Guy Ritchie, you'll probably get much more out of this than I did. But I do like some of what he does. I don't like a lot of what he does.
0: I'll give you an update once I've
1: seen it. And I'm sure you will love it. I'm sure you'll come back and go, Um. The elephant scene? Perfect. Do you want to see Merlin in this film? 15 seconds is all you get, basically. I've got a whole BBC series of Merlin, so it's fine. Merlin was good, man. Um, you, you did see...
0: Uh, what's it called as well? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. What do you think of
1: that? Oh, I don't have enough time damn, fine, there, co- it? damn fine Cup of Coffee? Because uh, it's from the show. It's from the show? Yeah. Um, Andy has been trying to learn slash annoy me with uh, phrases from Twin Peaks because he's never watched it. Uh, I won't speak about it here because it is something that would require a lot more in-depth analysis. Um, I'll do that with people who actually like the show. Me. I don't think you would like it.
0: Do You know what I do like? A damn fine cup of coffee. And
1: that's our show, guys. Uh, as always, thank you to... God, how do you end this? Uh, I'm talking about just this podcast. <laughs> like, the whole thing. Let's shut it down. Uh, as always... You can find generally... it, you can find us on Facebook. That's where you can find us, and on yep. Twitter at Dance Fifteen. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Buzzsprout, where you can also rate, comment, subscribe, review, leave five star comments, and all that good stuff. Just the comments, five stars, the rating, one star. Um, tell me why I'm wrong about things. Here's another thing: uh, if you think I'm a tool for my opinion on <laughs> Alien Covenant, <laughs> you've already received a WhatsApp message from me, so don't there's worry there's about so many that, Tom. Beefs. So I just many, don't like it when people slag off Alien.
0: <laughs> thank you to Johnny Neese, as ever for the theme song. This, this time, time it was inspired by Gary Ritchie, so many Cockney geezers. Yeah, it was sung by Goose Fat Bill.
1: <laughs> it was sung by Pipey McPiperson. Yeah, Pipey McPiperson, the pipe murderer of Lambeth. <laughs> as always, Andy, thank you for hosting. <laughs> thank you, Alex. And until next time. Don't, don't go near Pipey McPiperson, especially <laughs> yes. when he's holding a pipe. Oh, that pipe murder If in his only face. people had heeded my warning before the pipe murders. <laughs> Dying. 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 Dying.